listening to this podcast right now. Do you want to hear a fucking podcast about anything and everything? Yeah. Like movies, oh my music, God. television, and more? Oh my God. Well, you've come to the right place. Yes. Subscribe to Journey into Comics Network, and you get Podcastrophe, oh hosted God. by me, yes. Dick. Why not throw a couple bucks to the Patreon? It's your yes. choice. Yeah. This is a Podcastrophe. That sounds so awesome. The following, following. The following. Is a journey into comics. 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 Network. 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 Production. Production. To a nicer guy, it couldn't happen. I'm the man of the hour. The man with the power. Diamonds are forever. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. And what you gonna do, Andre? History beckons the Macho Man. Yeah. The best there is. The best of walk. Austin 316 says I just whipped your ass. Do I have everybody's attention now? Well, what's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome back to another episode of Journey into Wrestling. This is season three, episode 17. I am your host, Nate. I hope you guys are having a fantastic wrestling Wednesday here in the middle of March. We've got a lot of wrestling stuff to discuss today. We are on the home stretch here as we are just a few short days, less than two weeks away from the grandest stage of them all, known as WrestleMania. WrestleMania 35 this year is looking to be a stellar event, and we are just going to go ahead and jump into this card. Some things have changed. We've also got some news and headlines and whatnot that we're going to talk about here. This is probably going to be a much shorter episode this week, you guys. Uh, this is me attempting to, well, let's just spoil it, I guess. So before we do Journey into Wrestling Season 3, Episode 17's bread and butter portion of the show, let's talk about some behind-the-scenes stuff. Uh, there are other shows coming to the Journey into Comics Network that I am fucking stoked for. Uh, there are shows that I signed off on, there are shows I believe in, there are shows that I heavily endorse, there are shows that I believe that you guys are going to love ten times more than you love Journey into Wrestling. Now, that doesn't mean Journey into Wrestling is going to go away. I'm not going to kill the show fully or anything like that. We're just going to transition. I'm looking at two different options. We're going to weigh the options probably with a poll of sorts. It's either going to be one of two things. Either A, you're going to get it on Mondays. Essentially, it's going to be a part of Journey into Comics bi-weekly. Meaning once every, one time every other week, just the same as it's always been. As a 30-minute additional end to every Journey into Comics, there will be a full 30-minute journey into wrestling with music and everything. It'll be its own show within a show literally just to keep it in one spot the journey into you know plug and that way we can be solidified in one area so talking about it and it's just like we could do that you know or i could do one show a month with it being on sunday and then i'll just like put it one show a month on sunday as like a bonus episode somewhere maybe on patreon or something i don't know See, the issue I'm having really is that I know you guys like this show. I mean, this show does really well for me. 
and for the network. We are really grateful to have this show, and we love all the, the listeners, the viewers. We don't want to do you guys a disservice, and we're not trying to like take away your content. Uh, I just want to find a way to make this network less about me and more about all the awesome people I've brought into it. So with that being said, I'm looking at a different format. We're going to try to shorten this week's episode. I'm shooting for the 35 to 40 minute mark. We'll see how we do. So first and foremost, let's look at the overall WrestleMania 35 card. And then I've got to talk about some shakeup things that have happened as of today. I'm recording this uh, Tuesday, late Tuesday night into Wednesday morning as uh, SmackDown has just ended for me. And I'm I figured I'd get on it and talk about this stuff immediately. We've also got another thing I want to make sure to pull up, which is uh, I'm mean, just got to make sure to pull this up right now. Uh, NXT Takeover New York. Okay, okay, got it. Cool. So, anyways, let's talk about WrestleMania. Right now, there are 14 matches announced for WrestleMania. It's getting a bit on. It's not necessarily a bad thing. It just uh, it seems like they're going to really make this an extravaganza and put as many matches in a card as possible. So let's run down the card from the low spot to the high spot. As of right now, here we go. First matchup they got talking about is the Boston Hug Connection. That's Bailey and Sasha Banks defending their women's championships up against the Divas of Doom, Beth Phoenix and Natalia versus the Iconics. Bailey Kay and Peyton Royce versus the Samoa Slaughterhouses. Slaughterhouse, not Slaughterhouses. Slaughterhouse, Samoan Slaughterhouse. Weird alliteration there. Uh, Fatal 4-Way Tag Team Match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship. Of course, this features uh, a Legends team, essentially, with Italian Beth Phoenix. A SmackDown new team with fucking the Iconics. Your tag champs in Bailey and Sasha Banks. And then the Samoa Slaughterhouse which is your essentially your raw team. So you kind of get a little bit of everything there. And I fucking love it. Now, if I were to predict kind of like what this match is going to do, how this match is going to go down, I don't know if it'll be the first match on the like main show. It will be definitely on the main show. They're not going to do this as a kickoff match. I wouldn't think like that. There's probably two other, three other matches I see as kickoff matches, possibly. Andre the Giant Battle Memorial kickoff, possibly. Buddy Murphy's match, possibly. Uh, and one more we'll talk about here in a minute because that's going to change too. And that's going to change too also. Got to remember to remember that. So anyways, what's going to happen in this Fatal 4-Way for the Women's Tag Team Championship match? Do a lot of things here. Bailey and Sasha could have a turn moment where maybe Sasha turns on Bailey or Bailey turns on Sasha. That seems like a trope that's kind of predictable though. They've done that a couple times now. They've kind of really sold that these two are really in tandem and in close. They've had no... Uh, screw-ups or, um, you know, uh, miscommunications as of late. They're working as a pretty well-oiled machine as the Boston Hug Connection. Uh, I do like the idea of putting the Divas of Doom over in this match. I want to explain that as, listen, Beth Phoenix is coming out of retirement. She's a Hall of Famer. She's one of my favorite in-ring female performers. I mean, I've seen her perform several different times. We saw her in Champaign, Illinois twice, and Danville once, like, a couple different places, you know, and uh, I just feel like it would be a really cool thing uh, just for her and, and for the company really too because then she's one of the legends who have helped make this thing really what it's going to be now because Beth Phoenix having the women's tag team titles gives the tag team titles Beth Phoenix's rub and now you can say that a Hall of Famer has held those titles and that 
You know, she came out of retirement, told those titles, look how prestigious they are. Then if Beth and Natalia go on a little bit of a run for a while, that's great. And then you can probably put over the Samoa Slaughterhouse. That gives Nia Jack and to, Nia Jackson to Mina a chance to hold the belts for a minute. Then you could technically, I mean, if you want to kind of go like way, way down the road there. I mean, eventually I think the Iconics do deserve a shot. But uh, I do think that if this is Elimination style, which I'm not sure if it is. Uh, but anyways, I just think that uh, ultimately... It's either the boss and hug connection going to retain, or in a shock surprise, the Divas of Doom will end up pending the Samoa Slaughterhouses to end up winning the Samoa Slaughterhouse. It's hard to say to end up winning the uh, WWE Women's Tag Team Championships. A match that was announced this week on Monday Night Raw was Roman Reigns' first official, official, official pay per view match back uh, as a solo competitor. Versus the visceral, evil, brutal, whatever the fuck you want to call him, Drew McIntyre. And man, they have just, they went back and forth and like, Roman seemed to like, maybe break character a little bit there. I don't know if you'd really call it that. It was just, uh, he seemed to actually show a little bit of his anger in this promo he cut on Monday Night Raw. Like, if you bring up my wife and kids again, I'm gonna, and then, you know, attacked him and whatnot. Some of those punches seemed like they were landing. It's be- Again, we talked about this on last episode, guys. We are definitely in the reality era where stuff bleeds through. There are some things that are just, you cannot quite tell when. And I love it because it's, there was a long time there where when you're watching the WWE product, you could definitely see when somebody, I don't know how to say it. You could tell when somebody uh, was just reading the lines that were given to them and they were just phoning it in. That's the words I wanted to use. They're just phoning it in. And, you know, the phoning it in mentality is fine when you don't have anybody to worry about. But when everybody else is really good at what they're doing in the professional wrestling world and all these other companies are kicking ass, you got to at some point go, fuck me. Like, we got to do this. Let's go. And jump on the bandwagon of like, let's do something to bring change. Rhonda has brought about change. There's been some other changes. Uh, just the re- again, the reality era being sparked now. Now, Bobby Lashley, the Intercontinental Champ, he's going to be defending that belt up against Finn Balor, which uh, is an awesome matchup. We'll see how that ultimately goes. I'm uncertain. Now, see, here's the thing. The next match that's technically on the card is already not on the card, and I don't know what's going to happen here. I don't know what the game plan is. I'm not sure how they're going to do this. I'm going to kind of talk about this in tandem because, you know what? We'll save it. We'll put it up there later. Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio. Samoa Joe being your United States champion, taking on Rey Mysterio. I think it is slightly possible for Rey Mysterio to win this match. However, I think it does more for Samoa Joe to win this match and actually get the rub over Rey Mysterio at the biggest stage of them all. Just my thought. Up next, according to this card, the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial, which now features Michael Che and Colin Jost from Saturday Night Live. I love those dudes. I think they're fucking hysterical. They have no business being in wrestling. I get that this is some sort of cross-pollination thing and, like, Braun Strowman said, I'll see you at Saturday night. Like, he's going to go there live, which, coincidentally enough, Saturday Night Live is the night before WrestleMania, and it's an episode they are having. So, 
expect him to show up during weekend update, Braun Strowman, and again do an angle, as it were. Uh, up next would be AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. This is just a straight-up match, man. They're just having a match. I think this is one of those situations where, look, it's WrestleMania. You want to put a, a hell of a match together, who you want to work with. These two inevitably have a history where they should have always been against each other. They rose up at the same time. In 2004, they were both champs of their respective companies. I mean, that's not a fucking joke, man. So I just think it's crazy that that we're finally seeing this on the biggest stage of them all. AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. I hope that this doesn't shit the bed like Shinsuke Nakamura, AJ Styles, but I won't get into that. Up next, we've got Shane McMahon versus The Miz. This is a grudge match. Now, this is one of those things. They planted this seed way, way, way back. They said, Shane McMahon's going to be heel. No, he's not. Yes, he is. No, he's not. Yes, he is. All the way back at that crown jewel failure event, making him the best in the world or whatever. Now he's the heel. I am the best in the world. and Protecting himself with all this security. And Miz did a hell of a job like fighting fucking everyone this week on SmackDown trying to get to Shane McMahon. But it didn't quite work. Uh, I feel like this match could very well steal the show. Keep your eyes peeled for this one. That's my early prediction that this is one of three possible matches to steal the show for this evening. Um, And then up next is a match that will not be stealing the show unless by some chance this next Monday night on Raw, which will be the go-home show, before... Hey, guys. It's a train of our existence. Uh, Kurt Angle versus Baron Corbin. Baron Corbin, this match, let me say... uh, Dumb, terrible decision. It's Kurt Angle's go-home match, and you're putting somebody who stylistically doesn't work with Angle very well. And somebody who... Drink break. This drink break is brought to you by Podcaster. You can check out Podcaster here every Thursday on the Journey into Comics Network. Just search journeyintocomicsnetwork.com. Or search Journey into Comics Network at iTunes, Podbean, Stitch Radio, Google Play, Music, Spotify, and many others. Or go to journeyintocomics.com. That's what I meant to say, guys. Sometimes you fuck up. It's real. It happens on the podcast. It really does happen. you got to keep going. This is still the Drink Break brought to you by Nate. I'm going to do it now. Okay, better. So now we're back. I don't really like the Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle match. I feel like Kurt Angle could have been against... AJ Styles for his final match, Samoa Joe for his final match, Finn Balor for his final match. Bring back Shawn Michaels for his final match, John Cena for his final match. I mean, maybe they're doing this as a tease to keep it not obvious that it's going to be John Cena and making it Baron Corbin, so that way when Baron Corbin inevitably doesn't make the match and John Cena gets put in last minute, everybody super pops because then it's Kurt Angle versus the guy who he broke into the main roster against Kurt Angle. Like, John Cena's first match was against Kurt Angle. How poetic it was Kurt Angle versus John Cena. I've already said that a couple times on this show. Like, it needs to happen. So maybe this is the pull. Maybe this is the way they're going to do it. Up next is a real intense match. Triple H versus Batista. And let me say, if Triple H loses this no-holds-barred match, he will retire as a pro wrestler. This is going to be... Old school Triple H Batista fight, lots of blood, lots of anger, lots of hard spots, lots of power bumps. Uh, Predict at least one moment for somebody to get hurt because of a fucking mishap. Uh, Most likely guessing it's going to be Triple H when Batista drops him for the Batista bomb. 
another thing, another matchup on the card is Buddy Murphy as the cruiserweight champ up against Tony Nese, who won the uh, bracket to get his way all the way to the match here at WrestleMania. I predict that'll probably be a pre-show match, but maybe I'll be wrong. Now, before we get into the next match, let's talk about the match that isn't happening. Asuka is not a champ anymore, guys. Holy shit, spoiler. What do I mean Asuka is not a champ? I mean that, guys, on Tuesday night, SmackDown, live, Charlotte Flair pinned Asuka in a title match for the WWE Women's Championship in a shock move. And now Charlotte's the Women's Champ for SmackDown. So that leads this question. What are they going to do about this main event that just got announced? I don't know if you guys know this or not, but it was officially announced this past week that the women will be headlining WrestleMania's Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair is going to be the main event for WrestleMania. However, now with Charlotte Flair uh, winning the SmackDown women's title, what is the play? Will that belt also go up to unify the belt to have one belt? making it to where women can be on both rosters. That way they can make their pool bigger, make the women's division more interesting by being able to integrate and constantly rotate all the different ladies on both shows. Uh, Will they, I don't know, decide that because Charlotte has won the belt now, she doesn't need to be in the Ronda Rousey-Becky Lynch match. She has her own goal, her own initiative, her own reasons. Maybe we can have Charlotte Flair versus Asuka for a title where now Asuka can beat Charlotte and right the wrong of her not winning the championship against Charlotte a couple years ago. Uh, I'm not sure what the actual gameplay is here, but if they do that, then you have Ronda Rousey versus Becky Lynch in a one-on-one. Pure, it's the Survivor Series match that never happened. Wrapped into a nice little bubble for the Raw Women's Championship. Obviously, you look at Becky to go over in that match. Brock Lesnar is Universal Champ up against Seth Rollins. Not a surprise here. Seth Rollins is going to win. Let me go through my whole rundown because I started with a prediction and then I stopped doing that. Damn yawns are getting me, folks. See, here's the problem with having too many things to do in life. Sometimes you have to squeeze the podcast in extra late and burn the midnight oil. And burning the midnight oil includes yawns. So you guys get to have the extra yawny edition of Nate. Extra yawny edition might be the uh, episode title. Extra yawny edition. I'm just going to try to remember that. Anyways, so back to it, folks. Let's look at the predictions I have here. I think Roman Reigns beats Drew McIntyre. Makes sense. He's back from his leukemia. Put him over at WrestleMania. It's a big win moment. Finn Balor going to walk out with the Intercontinental Champion again. Championship again, anointing him at WrestleMania, making it a huge moment for him and making sure he stays the fuck put and does not go to all elite wrestling like they're afraid he is going to. I did mention the Samoa Joe versus Rey Mysterio match. This could go one of two ways. Maybe Joe wins as a way to solidify him as top dog and get the rub from Ray, or Ray wins and wins the U.S. championship in a shock. Andre the Giant Battle Memorial. I do not know who's going to win this match because I do not care who wins this match. Uh, yeah, this this is a gimmicky match that I'm not really super fond of. I think that it, you know, maybe the first couple years it was okay, but like, uh, you're killing me, Smalls. Uh, up next, you know, in the prediction pool is AJ versus Randy Orton. I really would like to see AJ win. 
However, it's it's for total shock factor if AJ goes for that phenomenal forearm and Orton pops up for a crazy insane RKO out of nowhere. I mean, something like that happening is going to set the place on fire. And again, that could take match of the night depending on how the fucking action falls. Uh, Shane McMahon versus The Miz. I do think The Miz wins this match pretty clear cut. I think that it actually also ends with Shane maybe being graceful and bowing down to The Miz and being like, oh, you beat me, like you're the better man. Uh, Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin. I've already told you, I don't think that I want Baron Corbin in this match. I think they need to find a way to get him out of the match, put John Cena in the match, and then I want John Cena to lose to Kurt Angle and let Kurt Angle win his final match in the WWE instead of losing his final match. Now, we've got Triple H versus Batista. This is a hard one, but I do believe that Triple H loses here. I think he's ready to hang up the boots for good. I don't think he wants to have another run. I don't think he has any, any need to do another run. Like, he can't really... It's not the same. He doesn't. He's not hanging with guys like Ricochet and stuff. Like it's, it's not going to work out the same. So I think the Triple H is going to lose the No Holds Barred match. I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. And I think that it's going to be close, but I think ultimately Triple H will lose and be done as a wrestler and will also have him retiring as a wrestler. We're going to have a farewell match and a, a retirement of Triple H. Buddy Murphy versus Tony Nese. Tony Nese becoming a cruiserweight champ for the first time or second time. I can't remember, but he's definitely going to win that match. Uh, the Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, Charlotte Flair match. I'm uncertain. Again, part of that is because that could change. Uh, another part of it is because it might not change and they might do something even, even different. And if they were to do something even, even different, which is, it doesn't matter either way, Becky Lynch is going to be anointed as champ. We will have the man officially crowned at WrestleMania. We'll have the most over moment, complete and utter fan service. we got Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins for the universal title. Seth Rollins over as champ, man, there's a lot of title changes happening. This is where we get into the danger zone. Not all this shit's going to happen, folks. Like, right now, I immediately think Buddy Murphy, Tony Nese. Tony Nese isn't winning that title. Buddy Murphy will retain. Now, I know Samoa Joe's probably going to win. Bobby Lashley might actually win now, just looking at it like that. Boston Hug Connection might win. Because you know they're going to take the belt off Brock. You know that Ron does losing the belt. And then there's the third thing. And now let's talk about it, because I haven't talked about it yet. But there's actually one more match as of today that finally got announced, as we will have Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan for the WWE Championship representing SmackDown. I look at Kofi to win that match. An amazing... Oh, goodness. In an amazing, amazing, amazing fashion. And now, we've covered the the Smack... or the fucking WrestleMania card... Let's talk about a few things going on within the WWE here. Uh, so obviously they announced the first uh, official women's main event for WrestleMania 35. Here is the official statement. WrestleMania to feature first ever women's main event. Stanford, Connecticut, March 25th, 2019. For the first time in WWE history, a women's match will be the main event of WrestleMania as the Raw Women's Championship will feature Ronda Rousey versus Charlotte Flair versus Becky Lynch. Will take place on Sunday, April 7th in front of a capacity crowd at MetLife Stadium and streaming live on the WWE Network around the world. Ronda is the current Raw Women's Champ. Olympic medalist, the first female UFC champion, and the first woman to be inducted into the UFC Hall of Fame. 
She also is an actress and New York Times bestselling author. Charlotte Flair is a seven-time champ in WWE and a former Division I volleyball player, philanthropist, and author. She's the daughter of two-time WWE Hall of Famer Ric Flair. Becky Lynch is the 2019 Women's Royal Rumble winner, a two-time SmackDown Women's Champ, and was named Wrestler of the Year by both Sports Illustrated and CBS Sports in 2018. She was also the first ever uh, she was the first woman ever to top ESPN's WWE Power Rankings. At WrestleMania 32 in 2016, WWE rebranded the the Diva Division as the Women's Division and unveiled a new Women's Championship title. Since that time, the women's evolution has placed a greater spotlight on WWE's female performers, including more prominent storylines and deeper character development that showcases their athleticism, charisma, and their star power. Last October, WWE held its first all-women's pay-per-view event, Evolution, in front of a sold-out crowd and millions of more watching on the WWE Network. Pretty exciting. That's, that, is, that is, again, again, pretty exciting times. We'll see if it sticks. They officially, also speaking of that match, Joan Jett, fucking foxy 60-whatever-year-old Joan Jett, killing it, uh, is going to be performing at WrestleMania to perform Bad Reputation as Ronda's entrance music. Historically, if you're a champ and your entrance music is played by a band, you are not winning the title at the end of the night because they spent all the effort to give you that. You get your theme played live. Enjoy it. That's pretty awesome. Fucking awesome that Joan Jett and the Blackhearts will be playing Bad Reputation live at WrestleMania 35. We'll see what else happens. Uh, there was a WrestleMania shakeup as Charlotte Flair defeated Asuka on SmackDown. What? Say what? Say what? Again, I said it already. Uh, it was crazy, unexpected moment. You know, I love that about wrestling because they weren't planning it. And I, again, I don't know what their motive is. I don't know if this is to unify the belt so they can have one. Or alternately, if this is a way to get Charlotte out of the match altogether. Either way is feasible. I mean, you could use it essentially both ways. I mean, really. That's I mean that that's just keeping it real, in my opinion. So, I don't know really why they did this. I mean, like I said, I have my theories, but this is one of those, again, as a wrestling fan, I love it because it keeps me on my toes. Like, I just turned on SmackDown tonight. For some reason, I was like, I'm going to watch SmackDown. And it was on live when I fucking, I watched her win the title live. It was a shocking, amazing moment. I was like, holy shit. You know, Asuka tapped out. Asuka fucking tapped. No fucking way. It was crazy. So... That, uh, yeah, uh, apparently, uh, let's see, this is a, this is a, uh, a, a little bit of a, I'm just going to read this because it's, it's the take that comicbook.com came for, and I like the way they say it, so I'm going to read it. It says, word started to circulate Tuesday afternoon that there were some major changes planned for this week's edition of SmackDown, and there were rumors proved to be absolutely true. The first match of the show ended up being Asuka taking on Charlotte Flair, which followed a Becky Lynch backstage interview segment that was interrupted by Flair walking to the ring. When the match was started, the ring announcer declared the match was for the SmackDown Women's Championship seemingly out of nowhere. 
The announcing the announce crew did a really good job of selling the surprise nature of the championship match, having no warning that SmackDown's top women prize would be on the line less than two weeks before WrestleMania. The two women had a very good television match that was given at quite a bit of time. It was back and forth the whole way. The announcers declaring that Asuka just couldn't solve the Charlotte Flair riddle this evening. And it had some pretty incredible moves, too, like this. Oh, that was awesome. The Spanish fly from the top rope was the bomb. Charlotte did this Spanish fly from the top rope in the corner on Asuka to the fucking inside of the ring. And, man, perfectly executed. It was seriously awesome. In the end, Charlotte Flair escaped a submission, powerbombed Asuka, and locked in the figure eight to win the SmackDown Women's Championship via submission. The announcers mentioned that this is now uh, Charlotte's eighth title reign, and she is the first woman to ever do that in WWE history. Again, another historic moment for Charlotte Flair. She is a surefire first ballot immediate Hall of Famer when that time comes. Speaking of Hall of Fame, let's talk about the Hart Foundation officially heading to the Hall of Fame. And no, this does not include Owen Hart, which breaks my heart. But Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Neidhart will get enshrined as the Hart Foundation gets um, officially inducted. So now here we go again as Bret Hart joins the two-timer squad. Officially, by the way, let's just make it official that no, the 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 NWO officially has not been inducted. Uh, I fucked that up a few weeks ago. I wanted to cover that. So right now you got Flair's a two timer. Bret Hart's going to be a two timer. I think Booker T's a two timer. Uh, Shawn Michaels is a two timer because DX and uh, his solo. So there's like four two timers, and a couple are going in this year. Three of them are going in this year. Uh. It's pretty cool, you know. Uh, of course, you got DX, Harlem Heat, Honky Tonk Man, Tori Wilson. Also, uh, the Warrior Award going to a lady backstage, behind the scenes lady. And, uh, and I tell you, I was really happy to hear that it was a backstage lady that no one had ever heard of and not some, no offense, I'm not trying to be an asshole here, but not a Connors Cure person, not somebody who had a crazy injury, not somebody who is battling cancer or some sickness. Literally, this is a lady who just behind the scenes been working her ass off, and that's what Ultimate Warrior wanted was an award if it was going to be in his name to represent those people, the hard workers behind the scenes that don't get enough credit. So that's pretty wicked that that happened as well. Uh, you know, to talk about the Hart Foundation, I said Shawn Michaels is a two-timer. Let's real quick review this, you guys. Now, a few years ago... It was May of 2005, so we're like 14 years removed almost. Uh, it was Shawn Michaels versus Shelton Benjamin, and in one of the greatest wrestling moments ever happened, uh, Shawn Michaels throws, goes to throw Shelton Benjamin over the ropes. Shelton kind of sort of counters it and chooses to go over the ropes on his own and repositions. He jumps up kind of like to do the forearm smash that AJ does, but he jumps up on the top rope from the ring apron as he goes to jump to Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels midair catches him with the sexiest sweet chin music I've ever seen, going for the pin, one, two, three, winning the match. It was incredible. It's one of those moments that if, as a wrestling fan, you've not seen it, please go search that out. It is one of the greatest. Just search Shelton Benjamin, HBK, Sweet Chin Music, Raw, and you will find it immediately. It was, I mean, one of the greatest wrestling moments of all time, honestly, just because the spot is not only so flawlessly done, it just looks so 
fucking brutal. Like, I mean, he kicks Shelton's head clean the fuck off, but it looks so clean that maybe he didn't. You know what I'm saying? Maybe it was just a love tap. Like, that's what I'm saying. It was so good. It's such a good moment in WWE history that uh, I'm I'm glad that it's been circulating around and is in the ether. Uh, I think it's because Shawn Michaels maybe said something about it. He was, uh, let's see, he discussed, oh, I guess he did an interview with comicbook.com. And he said it's one of those moments that it's a lightning in the bottle. That's the timing and everything else is just so perfect. Because, again, you do the same thing, but the timing isn't perfect. doesn't quite stand the test of time like that one does. That's one of those moments where everything comes together and it certainly does not hurt that you have got unbelievably stellar athlete like Shelton doing all the heavy lifting and that type of stuff. I'm the guy that got to win, but I will always argue that he is the guy that did the majority of the work in that particular instance. I have to thank him for that. It's pretty awesome, man. Shawn Michaels is a stand-up fucking class act. Uh, you know, Shawn Michaels is one particular wrestler who... Uh, there are several matches that I would have loved to see him have. He obviously got to have several matches with Taker. Undertaker didn't get to have a particular match that I would have loved to have seen when this name got brought back to the... or when he got brought to the first time to WWE, but... Sting has recently said it again that he says everyone knows it, but Undertaker is the only guy that would get me out of retirement for now. No one else. We could just never get it back, get together back then to make it happen. When I started talking to WWE, he was booked with Brock, and then I did the deal with Triple H, and then he had another feud going on at the time, so it's just one of those things we could not make happen. But I don't regret it not happening either. I mean, I got to face Triple H at my first WrestleMania and then wrestle Seth for the world title, so... I didn't do too badly out of that deal, but yeah, now the only person I'm getting back in the ring for is Taker. And let me say, I have a couple ideas how that would work. I'm going to actually book that right now. How do you book Undertaker <clears throat> versus Sting? This is what I would do. So Undertaker comes out, gongs, boom, gong, and says, you know, I've slayed everybody and... I beat all the people, and maybe I have a loss on my WrestleMania card, whatever. It doesn't matter. I am immortal, and I'm going to live forever, and no one can stop me. And there's nothing that can take my soul because my soul is special. And no one can find my soul. And all this dark shit that Taker will say. And then... I want the lights to fucking go out and the spotlight to go up into the rafters where Sting is an OG black and white face paint and then he rafters down and just points the bat in Taker's face and then points it at the WrestleMania sign and then drops his bat and as he goes to walk out of the ring he turns and just fucking smashes Taker and just starts pummeling him and you make Sting the heel. I know that doesn't seem intuitive because Taker's a better heel, easier heel, but you make it off to where you kind of don't want Sting to do well, but then you remember that it's Sting and it would be awesome to see him win a match at WrestleMania and maybe against Undertaker, so you're not sure how to cheer. That you know, that just give that just leaves it to be interesting for for all the, you know, all the fucking fans, man. And that's an interesting play. So uh, I don't know, man. I don't know what's to come. Here we go, though. Let's talk about one more thing as 
There's another card happening during WrestleMania weekend. We should briefly mention as NXT TakeOver New York will be going down. There are five card ma- the five five matches announced on this card as Shayna Baszler defends, defends her NXT Women's Championship against Lo Shirai, Bianca Belair, and Kyrie Sane. I look for Lo Shirai or Kyrie Sane to win. Maybe I mean I think it's going to be Kyrie Sane. Velveteen Dream versus Matt Riddle. I think Matt Riddle's going to win because Velveteen's on his way up to the big time. We got Johnny Gargano versus, you guys thought it was going to be Tommaso Ciampa. That did not happen. Tommaso has been injured. He is unable to go. So we are going to get Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole, baby. Two out of three falls match for the vacant NXT Championship. We've also got Pete Dunne, the United Kingdom champion, versus Walter. And then we've got the War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe, versus Alistar Black and Ricochet, who apparently win, I guess, the fucking Dusty Rhodes Classic? Has that already happened? Did I miss that? It already happened? They must already know that that's what's happened. So it's Alistar Black versus Ricochet is what it's been listed as. Oh, yeah. Oh, taped March 13th will air today. So, sorry I just spoiled NXT for you guys. Alistair Black and Ricochet are going to beat Forgotten Sons. Oops. So, that's how that's going to play out. And we have a card for NXT TakeOver. I tell you, this card's stacked. Look for Velveteen Dream. Matt Riddle to steal the, steal the you know, fucking match of the night. You could also look at Johnny Gargano, Adam Cole. They're going to put on a hell of a fucking show. All these guys, I mean, every match, Shayna Baszler, Lo Shirai, Bianca Belair, Kyrie Sane, that's going to be a banger. All these matches are great. It's an amazing time for wrestling. Um, and, you know, there's still, WrestleMania's not the end of wrestling, though. And that's why we're also going to be changing over the format, because I want to keep this show going, but I can't keep it going every two weeks when I got another show coming in and adulting ain't easy. And I don't want to keep moving the date around, so I just got to figure out the best way to do it. And I think that's just going to be to move the date around permanently to the to the bi-weekly Journey into Comics or once a month on the Journey into Comics Monday. We'll see. We'll see how we decide to go there. Anyways, so we've got Double or Nothing coming up soon. There's some matches... You know, before we talk about those matches, though, did you guys know that Jim Ross, JR, good old JR, is actually negotiating with All Elite Wrestling? Although he hasn't signed anything yet, they're talking, and uh, he, uh, you know, he would be a huge acquisition for All Elite Wrestling. I mean, that's a legend of the game. That's somebody who has booking knowledge. It's somebody who has the talent to see actual talent and know when guys are going to have the it factor. Uh, this is a beautiful thing. And you guys, I intentionally forgot something. we got to go back. We have to go backward. Go back to WrestleMania for a second. There was other big news that broke. I don't know why I missed this big news. I knew, I mean, I... I witnessed it live, so I knew this was the big news, but for some reason I forgot to write it in my notes like a dumbass, and it just hit me. We got what we wanted, you guys. Kofi Kingston versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 35. 
look for Kofi Kingston to win his first uh, singles world title at WrestleMania 35. I think that would be an amazing moment for him. I think that it's Daniel Bryan that's maybe pushing this whole thing to even happen. I think they're going to put on one amazing Steal the Show type match. And I cannot wait. So back to Jim Ross. It's weird to think that he's going to go to another company. But when you think about it on the other side of things, what does he have to lose now? He's older. WWE hasn't used him in a few years in the ways that he really probably wants to be used. If they decide to have him as an in-ring announcer, he's going to kill it. I mean, I think this is a great match. I think AEW has a strong chance to land Jim Ross. We'll have to see what the reports show. Maybe we'll learn more on the Ross report. Just saying. Anyways, folks, a huge announcement got made. Speaking of AEW, as the guys in being the elite, Matt and Nick Jackson, as well as Kenny Omega, were at Comic-Con and they made a huge announcement saying that All In 2 is going to be coming back to Chicago uh, as they teased the crowd saying that they wanted Comic-Con and that they were excited. And Matt said, let's do what they're actually saying. Let's do that instead. And then they said, okay, All In 2, you know what? You want it? Uh, that show was near, very near and dear to my heart, and I would love to do a part two or whatever we want to call it. So, heck, I don't know. What do you guys say? Let's maybe do it again. And then Matt said, I mean, there's a particular building that has our damn faces on the plaque in the entrance. Maybe we should go there. So obviously talking about the Sears Center, all in two. Maybe they'll use my design. Who knows? I doubt it. But maybe. I don't know. Anyways, uh, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks also recently discussing people they'd love to see in uh, All Elite Wrestling. Here are some names that came up. They said names like. Candice LeRae, she's a current NXT talent. Kevin Owens, obviously no Kevin Owens. AJ Styles, but AJ was a safe answer because he's just recently re-signed with the WWE. Uh, Kyrie Sane, as well as The New Day. And John Cena and Seth Rollins, all which would be interesting, all which could do really fun, crazy different kinds of things. I don't know what exactly the plan is, but I do know that at one-hour tease... They had some sort of event, and who's in this picture? Hmm, let me look. Who, 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 That looks like Marty Skrull and CM Punk together in one picture. CM Punk, Marty Skrull, Marty Skrull, CM Punk. The Elite. The best in the world. The elite, the best in the world. Hmm. Wonder if they will eventually be getting Mr. Punk over to All Elite Wrestling. Will it just be a matter of time? We'll have to find out, guys. I do not know, and I'm I'm looking forward to the answer. Um, and to speak briefly on the people that they said they'd like to sign, I would love to see them genuinely sign Kevin Owens. That'd be a great acquisition. I do think the New Day is another great acquisition. I think Seth Rollins is a great acquisition. I just don't think Seth Rollins is viable or John Cena. Let's take a brief look before we get out of here, folks, at the Double or Nothing card. We've got several matches announced, several things going on, and several things we still don't know. But here's what we do know so far. We've got the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, versus Lucha Bros, Pentagon Jr., Ray Phoenix, for the AAA World Tag Team Championship match and Tag Team match. 
Sun, uh, we, up next, we've got Sonny Kiss versus Kip Sabian versus Brandon Cutler versus Ace Romero versus TBA in the over-the-top, over-the-budget Battle Royal. We'll see who's all in that match. Cody versus TBA. Stipulation TBA. We don't know. So apparently TBA is getting some spotlight time on this card. Doc Britt Baker versus Nyla Rose versus Kylie Ray in a three-way match. I think that's going to be a barn burner. We've got Kenny Omega versus Chris Jericho, two in a singles match. That's going to kick lots of ass. So Callan Censored, which is Christopher Daniels, Frank Gazarian, Scorpio Sky versus SEMA, TBA and TBA. And Hangman Adam Page versus Pac. Will that be for the All Elite Wrestling Championship? We will see. Who knows? Not sure. Uh, this is a great card. I'm looking forward to watching this card. There are lots of intangibles and unanswered questions. We're still about two months away. So this is one of those that we're just going to kind of keep our eye on as we near towards the end game here. Folks, this has been an episode of Journey into Wrestling. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. As always, you can check out Journey into Wrestling at Journey into Comics Network at journeyintocomics.com or get us on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher Radio, Google Play Music, Spotify, CastBox, and many others. Just search Journey Into Comics Network. Also, go to patreon.com backslash journey into comics. Give us $1. You get early access and exclusive content to all the goodies we have available for you. You can give us more money. $5 gets you into the sticker club. we got some cool nifty new stickers and cool new merch on the way. Other big things planned. Also, we want to thank everybody who participated and was a part of the Fun for Funds event that we held in Lafayette this past weekend. It was a great success. We did an amazing job. We had an amazing time. Put together what I thought was one hell of a rager of a show. Uh, and man, it was just fun to be with all those people. We're looking to do those events, more events like that in the very, very near future. So thank you guys all for tuning into this week's episode of Journey into Wrestling, Season 3, Episode 17. I don't remember what the fuck I was supposed to call this one. It was something, but I'll figure it out later. That's fine. Anyways, take care, you guys. We will see you later. Bye.